And then we're back with another episode of Food in the Hood. Yep. Yeah, welcome And back. We have a very exciting episode coming up today, talking about things that a lot of people have been talking about. Yes,、um, it's been is, in the news.、Um, right, it's been for a long、over. time. Yep. And I think it used to be a small movement, but it feels like everyone's trying to join in on action recently, and that is plant-based proteins.、Um, but before we jump in, we have a little update for you guys. Yeah, well, lots of update, right? Oh, lots of updates. <laughs>、uh, the、yeah. first thing is we have a new logo. <laughs> yeah. If, so if you haven't seen it, <laughs> you, you probably should. Should should um stare at your screen for a second. You should, yeah. So our old logo was literally a carrot in a chemical hood, because our name, our podcast name is Food in the Food in the Hood. Um, and, and now we have an do, updated do one that tell, is a lot prettier. Do you want to tell everybody how you made it? So the original <laughs> logo I made <laughs> literally using PowerPoint. So I literally drew lines together and colored it in. Um, so it was very, very, very rudimentary.、It、looked like an elementary third grader did it.、Um, but, it but, the the, I, but it has the iconic、uh, PowerPoint blue. That's right. It had the Microsoft <laughs> blue. <Yes> . <laughs> very iconic.、Um, uh-huh. And now we have a better one that I made using an app. So there's an app for everything, right? Yes, that's great. And.、Um, This is this logo also came out、um, right around our one year anniversary of this podcast. That's right, October seventh, was it? Yes, yes. So we're recording, we're releasing this episode probably ten days ish after it. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's great. We've been keeping it up for one year. Produced yeah. Fourteen episodes. That's not bad. That's an average of、oh. one episode per month. A little more than that, yeah. A little more than that, yeah.、Uh-huh. Well, I have a lot of friends and listeners who are surprised that we kept it up for so long, and honestly, I'm surprised as well. But、um, it's been、yeah. fun. It's been really fun, and I think、mm-hmm. we actually devoted more preparation work. Not that we wrote a script for each episode, but、um, we started to talk a lot about what we should talk about. Just, just in our free time, and try、mm-hmm. to make more meaningful content for everybody.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So if you have other things that you're interested in hearing about that we haven't covered, definitely shoot us an email、mm-hmm. at fihpodcast@gmail.com. We read all our emails, and I've I've had some suggestions from other people.、Yes. Um. So it will be really interesting to see what's been on people's minds, right? That's yes, exactly right, and I think it's very important for, you know, us listen to feedback and、um, mm-hmm. kind of improve upon ourselves.、Uh, <laughs> what we do essentially right here, it's right.、Mm-hmm. Right. No, that's so funny you said that because whenever I tell my friends that I'm making a podcast, they usually go listen to the first episode. I don't know if you recall, but our first episode was about p value. Yes, <laughs> I've heard the same feedback. Was you know if you're if you're trying to listen to our podcast, it's better for you to listen to them backward. That's completely right. That is so correct because、uh-huh. I think our episode, our first episode, was a little bit too technical and dry. 
yeah, for but, some people. But we've been learning and improving it, and we have fun doing it, right? So I think it's yeah. a nice process to see how our episodes have evolved throughout mm-hmm. the year. And if you think about it, I was around so a year ago was like our prime time in grad school. <laughs> so we're like stare at our first batch of fresh data. So we came mm-hmm. up the episode about p value, and right. I think we talk about the the incident of uh, Winsync from Cornell and how you know oh, that scandal dropped. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and it was a good time. Good stuff. Yeah, for, yeah, like it was a very appropriate timing for our episode to come out around right. that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what, so what? yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have. Uh, today's episode on plant-based food or plant-based meat to be specific Mm -hmm. i think plant-based protein really has been a growing feel the past few years but it seems like primarily it has been you know things like plant-based milk cashew milk um, almond milk or even plant-based pasta so maybe using chickpeas instead of wheat flour for making pasta okay full disclosure Pasta is totally plant-based. Okay, okay, that's right. <laughs> I completely, yep, I made a mistake there. Wheat is a plant, so yes. Oh <laughs> Pasta is plant-based. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I am a food scientist. I'm keeping this in the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. What? <laughs> oh my God. Ben is right. Is okay, I take that back. Yeah. Plant-based protein Um let me okay so i think the milk plant-based milk is a good example of how we started consumers started accepting um traditional meat-based products well accepting plant-based alternatives to meat-based products yeah starting with you know alternative milks but it seems like recently there's been so much talk about plant-based meats Yes. So, and it took us a long way to get here because I think for meats, it's a lot more challenging than just milk. Is you know, with milk, you could take a nut butter, blend it up with various different ingredients. You can do it at Mm -hmm. home even, but with um, plant-based meat, I think the chemistry behind it is a lot more complex. So it's taking us a while to get here. Yes, and um, it also took 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 this podcast for a while to get to this topic you know this was mm-hmm. why well, it has been a pretty hot topic over at least the several months of this year mm-hmm. and it took off really after beyond meats um since it's IPO. ipo yes yeah. and one of the rising stocks that were ever observed in the market and that's mm-hmm. that really showed how much people are caring about food and how a food startup right has gone through all these and made a made its name in a market mm-hmm. in a larger market not just um, right. not just around consumers but also you know on wall street and yeah. uh, now even I, i'd say even forcing a lot of the major meat players to get into plant-based meat right that's right mm-hmm. i mean it's really shifted um it's really shooken up the entire market um and i think i think when initially they were coming up with the idea and you know doing scientific research like how to make 
fake meat bleed, etc. A lot of people didn't think that it would get so big, uh, get so big, because I think it's generally accepted that people won't give up meat. Like it's it's, it's difficult for the average consumer to give up meat, right? If you're right. not vegan or vegetarian, it's very hard for people to mm, so forego their yes, eating habits. Exactly, and I think that really, I mean, it's definitely the right time for plant-based meat, right? Because right. of um, all the environmental issues and um, how you know just a growing number of sounding research coming out to attribute a lot of these. Um, climate change reasons uh, back to animal farming, and this isn't false, right? A lot of these, no matter how much of the percentage it costs, it is a direct impact. Mm-hmm. And that stimulated a lot of, um, you know, care about the environment per se. And um, you know, but the the real health benefit or harmness of plant based meat to actual like humans are still in debate, right? There's mm-hmm. not a lot of research that's been done really to test the long term effects in terms of health. Uh, right, right. Eating plant based meat. Right? That's mm-hmm. that's a separate topic, and I don't think we're trying to get into that too much. Mm-hmm. But um, we're we're really talking about sort of the consumer trends of how plant-based meat got popular and right. established the consumer demand so that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everybody's jump on the bandwagon and to do some of these, at least to push one or two products out. Right, right. And like mm-hmm. you said, it doesn't seem like, you know, people who are going crazy over Beyond Meat and Impossible Foods, they're not all just vegan. I think a lot of them are regular people who like meat and who want to do better for the environment, but yeah. are not a hundred percent ready to give up meat, right? Maybe instead of eating meat, um, you know, every day of the year, every every day of the year, maybe or every day of the week, they're okay, okay with eating um, meat on five days out of seven. They mm-hmm. want to look for alternatives, like as long as they are able to help the environment without inconveniencing themselves too much. I think people are willing to give you know, whatever alternatives there are, a try. So I think that this is sort of where um, Impossible Foods and Beyond Meat fits in. It's not really targeted to its vegetarians. It's more your average consumer. Exactly. And it, I mean, to be honest, plant-based protein has been integrated into people's diet a lot, right? Tofu mm-hmm. is, is how long, I don't know, at least a hundred, if not a thousand year old food from right, Asia. Right, right. Right, but that thing doesn't taste like meat. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. what people are doing is to, uh, food scientists are pushing a new product that has similar taste and texture to meat. Mm-hmm. And it's built for um, people who have had meat in their life, right? And right. It's, it's a complete Western diet because most of these products are, um, say, a, a, a ground beef patty is trying to mimic a, a ground beef patty or some chicken nuggets mm-hmm. right those were seen in a lot of western diet and they taste really like one of them mm-hmm. 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 yeah have you actually tasted one i haven't yet <laughs> i've had the so i've had a 
few different varieties. I've had the, um, I think it was Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts that sells a impossible. Oh, I forgot what was that. Wait, I think Dunkin' was, Donuts. Yeah, so it has a. I think it was a Beyond sausage uh, breakfast. Oh,、sandwich. I didn't know Dunkin' Donuts had breakfast sausages. I thought they only sold. I thought they only sold donuts and coffee. No, no, no. They're like they they're trying to rebrand themselves as a. Just like a like a breakfast place as well. Kind of, yeah, like、mm. like a breakfast place, and they even dropped the donut in、oh, their branding because、okay. they want to be a Dunkin. Like a, they like, just yeah, want to be like Dunkin. A, like a coffee place, right? Like yeah, like a another Starbucks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Kind of I've、figure. never actually had it. I've never had it, but I've heard about people who've had it. I've definitely seen it around grocery stores.、Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen it at Giant Eagle, I think. And at Lucky's, oh, not Lucky's. I've seen it at um, I've seen it at major retailers. So yeah, some of the Kroger there's a lot of people carrying it. Distributed stores definitely have. Right,、uh-huh. right. I've never actually tasted it, but I have、mm-hmm. vegetarian friends who haven't eaten meat for ten years who tasted it and said it tasted so realistic to real meat that she actually threw up. <laughs> Oh really? So so, so that's、yeah. a success, right? If the yeah, that's a success. Meat lovers, right?、Uh, <laughs> so I guess、um, in this episode, what we want to do is to、uh, there are two major players in the、mm-hmm. plant-based meat market. One、yep. is of course Beyond Meat, who went through its epic、uh, IPO, and、um, another close、uh, contestant, or even I'd say in terms of. Developing technology and developing、uh, deep research into plant-based protein, Impossible Foods is nowhere near behind. Oh, really? No, no. I no. didn't know that. They are a very major player in in terms of、uh, plant protein research, how、uh, and even flavor research, right? In、mm-hmm. on top of、mm-hmm. what Beyond Meat is doing. Yeah. And. So we're gonna talk about these two companies. We're gonna pick on their, their, their primary product, their burger、mm-hmm. patties. And yep. So I think a lot of these players, including some major retailers who have their own brands like Tyson or Hormel, they're not retailers. What are they? Meat. They're meat people. Yeah. Meat、um, producers. Meat producers. Yes.、Um, But I think for today's episode, like Ben said, we're trying to focus on more of the technical aspects. So I think we're gonna look through the ingredient list of these products,、um, kind of talk about the functionality and、um, whatever that is involved, and then for the next episode, we'll delve in and talk about、uh, more of the sustainability issues,、um, the moral concerns. Ethical concerns surrounding plant-based food, and then also on consumer insights. So that's how we're gonna tackle the topic. Yep. Yep. So now, shall we start with turning apart Beyond Meat's iconic patties ingredient list? <laughs> yes, the Beyond、um, Burger. <laughs> the Beyond Burger. Yeah.、And、well, for, should we first talk about what regular beef patties contain? Uh, sure. Let me pull up a、uh, Google reference. <laughs> right. Let's let's find let's find a regular meat patty and see what the、uh, ingredients look like, and then compare it to, um, 
because it's it's mostly ground beef, but I think they might add seasoning and even other things that can help. Yeah, keep, let's just look up ground beef. Fresh. Right. How's that? From uh, sure. Should we care about our source? Should we go to USDA Nutrient Database? Um, if、place. you want to, <laughs> you could. I'm、no. looking at other things. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Very interesting. You know what I found? This is the bonus for all of us. As of October first, twenty nineteen, the website、uh, USDA Food Composition Database will no longer be available, and users will be automatically directed to Food Data Central. What? USDA's new integrated research-focused database. Oh, so there's an upgrade for people. Yeah, basically, it's coming becoming its own platform. I guess. Interesting. For people who don't know, the original food composition database basically breaks down common food items and give you a breakdown of, for, for instance, your protein, moisture, fat content, ash content. Um, typical amounts of, I think, also vitamins and minerals associated. Yes,、um, yes, which so, is super useful. But yes, wow, and we learned it from you know taking Pam classes. <laughs> yes, it was a food analysis of Pam.、Mm-hmm. Shout out to Pam. Yes, shout out to Pam. <laughs> so I found、uh, an ingredient label for lean ground beef patties. Um, can you post that to somewhere I can see as well? <laughs> it just says a hundred percent beef. <laughs> yes, that's the ingredient. Yes, but、um, on average, isn't ground beef about fifty-five percent、uh, water? I think so.、Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, fifty-five、well, percent、okay. water. Let's say our、um, iconic disclaimer. That we're not meat experts. <laughs> we are not. We totally are not. We're not、yeah. meat science students.、Uh, Amanda did research in what spectroscopy and legumes. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did research in dairy. Yes. There, there, so we know nothing about burgers. <laughs> there are cows involved, but different parts. There are cows <laughs> involved. There's something that happens, and then they get slaughtered, and then it becomes a burger. Right.、Um, yes. Exactly. Oh, I found. I found another one. I found another hamburger patty、um, ingredient list. So I feel like for burgers, right, the ingredient list ranges from just being a hundred percent beef, which、mm-hmm. is you know ground beef shaped into a patty, to hamburger per,、uh, hamburger patties that have a lot more other ingredients added. I'm pasting it on our Google Doc bin so you can see at the top.、Um, so it really seems to run the gamut. Yes.、Know. Depending so, on what type、mm-hmm. of patty and brand you're buying. Yeah. So let's just go over this one, right? This is a hamburger patty, so、uh, presumably one of those frozen ones that you can just toss on your grill or toss it on a flat pan and、mm-hmm. cook it within five minutes. Right, right. Right. So of course it has beef、um, as its. Uh, number one ingredient. By the way, fun fact: if you don't know the ingredient list, the order of the,、uh, order of appearance、uh, in the ingredient list is by its、uh, weight fraction. So weight composition. The more、yep. <laughs> the more it has in one、uh, food, the、uh, earlier it will appear on the list. Right.、Mm-hmm. So the first one is beef. The second is flour. 
Yeah, so this isn't surprising. It's just for consistency. Flour consists a lot of starch, and mm-hmm. um, that that will uh, swallow water. And uh, it probably holds the patty like into a shape better. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. also sh- the third ingredient is water. So yes. they actually, I think this water is not naturally from the beef, right? It's no, probably this added is water. Add, this is added water to um, sell more water than beef. Right. <laughs> well, and not the fourth more, ingredient. Not more, more water. Sell some water to replace some water. part of the beef because, right. you know, water is cheaper than beef if you don't yeah. know that. <laughs> right. If you can sell water, you yeah. become rich. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, we're fourth sound ingredient. so evil in this episode. Well, okay, we're just this like is what. Nodding our head, be like, well, a little bit of chemicals. That's okay. <laughs> we won't die. It's been well researched. We're gonna get hate mail. <laughs> we're gonna get hate mail. That's what yeah. we're gonna get. Well, but mm. it's pretty well known that I think a lot of major producers add water to their ingredients, yes. so that it appears that by ounce you you get more for your buck, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And go ahead. What's the fourth ingredient? Oh, the fourth is sugar. Probably well, for taste. Mm-hmm. And also, I wonder if it's help. I wonder if it helps with like the caramelization or yes. like the Maillard reaction. Yes, and then probably a little bit of, um, just you know, it's a it's a solute, right? It's a solute. It will take up some of the mm-hmm. water and occupy it. Right. Uh huh. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also yeast. Why did they add yeast to hamburgers? It, it's probably for taste, because the yeasty taste sometimes is desired. Mm, kind of like, you know, kind of like how vegans who can't eat cheese, they eat like nutritional yeast. Right, exactly. Because it tastes yeah. kind of cheesy. Not cheesy, mm-hmm. but it has some umami Me- flavor. Yeah, and meaty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, of course, if it's a burger, has some uh, vegetable oil. In this case, mm-hmm. it's soybean and or canola. So pretty common oil that you find. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, some salt, gluten for, uh, again, consistency and texture purposes. Mm -hmm. Sugar, spices. Yes. Onion, cornstarch, garlic, soy lecithin. So a lot of these are just flavorings. Mm -hmm. And soy lecithin Um, is is essentially an emulsifier. So it helps water and oil to uh, mix together. Do you think it's necessary though to like help it not separate? Because you know, if we're talking about a liquid system, I can see it, you know, mm-hmm. being very needed to help emulsify the water and oil. But in a patty, I know the beef has water, and we're adding vegetable oil. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's probably a. I'm just gonna assume this is a frozen patty. Okay. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. some 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 like a number let's say a fraction of of consumers would leave this burger patty on the counter for like four hours after taking it out from the freezer mm-hmm. right so it's quite a long time and for the burger to hold its shape and not having the oil leaking out from the burger probably some emulsifier is necessary in that case wait when you say the oil leaking out from the burger you mean after it's cooked no 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 um, before it's cooked? after is it, well after it's taken out after being taken out of the freezer and uh, while it's being thawed 
But I feel like, okay, you look at ground beef. If you just leave ground beef on your counter, do you feel like the fat separates? I feel like it's so embedded in like right. the meat and with the protein. And it's a saturated fat mostly, right? So is it liquid at room temp? No, this is for the added oil, vegetable oil. Oh, that's right. I uh-huh. forgot about that. It's not for, yeah. So, so That's vegetable oil added. Yeah. If it's a solid fat, it shouldn't matter. Right, 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 right. Uh-huh. Okay. There's also monoglycerides. Interesting. Yes. So I think we're making more concerns of people eating patties. <laughs> I think people are going to be like, what are all these ingredients I can't pronounce? Help. This is fun. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, let's just say that there are also phosphate. Uh, right. Phosphate salts. Propionate. Propionate. Yeah. Uh, Probably just them. to keep it. Yeah, and probably just as a preservative. Water. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it also holds water in it, and the fraction of it is probably very minimal, just to yeah. keep a patty a patty. Mm-hmm. And um, and also tricalcium phosphate though usually is used to increase the calcium content of food. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know how relevant this is for um, beef. But right. I think it's, it's more it's of a there. common food additive. Tricalcium tri- phosphate. Yes. Because phosphate and... holds a lot of water. Right. And, and um, so, so this is, again, the functionality of these ingredients is to uh, um, replace some of the weight of beef to water. Mm-hmm. So, it, um, right. so, so it can sell more water at beef price. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so convenience does come with a price right right and calcium propionate is also a preservative i think people mm-hmm. add it to bake goods you prevent mold but if it's a frozen patty maybe not as relevant but again not 100 percent sure mm-hmm. um but yeah that's what a typical hamburger patty that is not 100 percent ground beef will probably look like there's some i guess additional flavoring agents there's some um, oil emulsifiers and then stabilizers added. Yeah. And so this is typically what you will find in a frozen aisle, uh, which happened to be the neighbor of most of these plant-based patties too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should we look at Beyond Meat first? Uh, sure. So Beyond Meat, the major protein source is pea protein right but it is the second ingredient it's not the first ingredient so it's not the highest proportion by weight Mm -hmm. so the number one ingredient is actually water which is not surprising beef is also mostly water right yes five percent yes it's a protein matrix holding water right that's that's what it is right so that's why when you cook a piece of patty it shrinks a lot because mm-hmm. um, the the water will evaporate and what's All left. Right. I'm always disappointed when I cook a patty and then it turns out smaller than I imagined it would be. <laughs> but right. yes, number one is water. Number two is pea protein isolate. Okay, pop quiz, Amanda. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm not what, ready, but okay. <laughs> what percent? What percent of protein does pea protein isolate? 
contain that counts it as a isolate instead of. I feel I feel like isolates are ninety or ninety five percent, and then concentrates is the next level, which is I think eighty percent. Yes, so is that iso- right? I think isolates ninety plus at least for milk protein. Right, right, like、uh, whey protein isolates, etc. Yes, so whey protein isolate will contain ninety percent or above of pure whey protein. So in this、mm-hmm. case, pea protein is probably ninety percent or above for pea protein,、mm-hmm. pure pea protein, and then another ten percent might be, you know, there are some other fibers and、uh, ash in the、mm-hmm. in the protein isolate powder makes up、mm-hmm. the other ten percent. Right, but it is mostly just pure pea protein. Yes, yes, it's pretty pure. And then the third ingredient is expeller press canola oil, which means it's canola oil.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but expeller press does sound a lot fancier, doesn't it? Yeah, sometimes. Well, or maybe canola oil can actually be extracted differently, like in different ways. I don't know if expeller pressing it is the only way. Right, right. It's it's probably one of the more Consumer-friendly way of doing it, right?、Um, right, because it, it literally is a mechanical action of pressing the oil out. Yes, yes, yes. Right.、Mm-hmm. And it has. But there's also solvent extraction, etc. That other.、Um, it, yeah,、right? it could be, but it will be. I think it will be less common for, for producing canola mm-hmm. oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cold press, expeller press seems to be pretty,、mm-hmm. um, popular. Oh wait. Okay, I'm on Wikipedia. Some <laughs> people might not think it's the most reliable source, but、oh, it says but that. But who cares? <laughs> but who cares? <laughs> Should we be saying that? <laughs> but it says that almost all commercial canola oil is actually extracted with hexane. Oh, is that true? Well, it says that it's made by first heating and crushing the seed, and then solvent extraction with hexane. Oh. And、That's、then cold press, cold press, and expeller press canola oil is produced, but on a more limited basis.、Hmm. So less of it, like most of it, is solvent extraction. So it is more prestigious. I guess. Okay, very interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that. I feel like people who buy these sort of meat, like plant-based meat products, though, I feel like they are the type of people who would also pre- pay more money for expeller press canola oil. Versus like the regular stuff, right? That definitely. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah.、Okay. And、um, refined coconut oil is the next in line for ingredients. Mm-hmm. And、uh, coconut oil, a solid fat, adds a lot of mouthfeel. Right. So、uh, you have a、uh, two fats, right? You have the liquid fat and solid fat at room temp. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is similar to ground beef. You have、um, a lot of saturated fat. Yes, which makes it solid at room temperature.、Mm-hmm. Right, and then it claims that less than two percent, equal to less than two percent of the following:、mm-hmm. cellulose from bamboo. So cellulose、huh. is a major carbohydrate that you find in.、Uh, it's it's a plant fiber that you find in plant cell walls,、mm-hmm. and.、Um, From bamboo, so it's a. I guess it's a food source, right?、Uh-huh. Well, bamboo is also like a sustainable plant to grow because it grows so fast. 
Ah, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That's probably why they use bamboo. Right, it grows super fast. You can grow so much like in a year. Right, right, right. Don't ask、uh-huh. me how I know that. I feel like that's like a random tidbit someone dropped on me when I was visiting China. And、okay. anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and then uh, metal cellulose. Yeah, so methylated cellulose,、mm-hmm. and this has been、um, fairly widely used as a、um, a, a water holding agent. Right. So, so it, it it holds water. It, it stabilizes this、uh, protein matrix of、mm-hmm. uh, pea protein and water. Can you tell people why you need to、um, why you need something to hold on to water? Oh well, because if you don't hold the water, the water is gonna leak out on your right burger patty, which is gonna make your patty really dry. Well, yeah, it will it, it will lo- lose the water before it. Gets on the stove or grill, right, right, right. right.、So、a lot of But I feel like also when you're、cap. right, also when you're cooking it, like obviously when you're cooking it, a lot of water is evaporating. But you don't want all of it to evaporate because that's gonna make it really dry. No, no, and no. crumbly.、Right. So I think that probably is one of its function as well of its holding onto water to、yes. keep the you know mouthfeel moist、mm-hmm. and yummy.、Um, and there's also potato starch. Yes, doing the similar things, and、um, overall, it, it it holds water either in this methylcellulose、um, matrix or starch granules or swallow water, and achieves similar goals. And also natural flavor.、Uh, not sure is what a, is in the flavor, but, but this but... is a black hole because that's really what's. The treats trade secrets are for right, Beyond right. Burger to taste like real beef. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you know, when you think about what's making it taste like real beef, there's the flavor part, there's like the smell, taste, and texture, right? So I feel like we can sort of infer based on the ingredients how the texture is created, but it's a lot harder to say with flavor. Yes, because because we don't know what's in their natural flavor. It just、right. says natural flavor on the ingredient list.、Mm-hmm. And I'd assume that a lot of these flavors are in a mixture, so it's not just one single compound. It might. Be, oh yeah, definitely not. Right. So so it's a synergistic effects of multiple chemical compounds to make、mm-hmm. this um,、uh, mm-hmm. meaty and beefy taste. Right. Hmm. Now we have mal-、um, maltodextrin. Maltodextrin is basically like it's not starch, it's not glucose, it's somewhere in between. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. So glucose <laughs> are made of well, sorry, starch is made of glucose chains of glucose, right? And maltodextrin right, glucose molecules joint. Yes, maltodextrins are、uh, are smaller than starch. Amylose and amylopectins,、mm-hmm. but they're still glucose chains. Right, it's chains, but it's shorter chains. Basically, I think there's a certain number cut off. I think less than twenty glucose units classifies classifies it as a maltone maltodextrin. I cannot、yeah. talk. And、uh, what's the、yeah. function of it? Do you know? Great question. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm me- not a hundred percent sure. 
It does a lot of things. I feel. It probably. I mean, I feel like it's a very common food additive, and I've learned it in class. I just can't remember what it's used for uh-huh. right now. It's Sour- a very common food additive. Sorry, like Kadi or someone taught us this. Yeah. We're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> huh. We're gonna look it up. We're gonna look it up now. You can see how unprepared we are. It's a very <laughs> organic conversation that goes oh on each time we record. Mm-hmm. It's used a lot as a thickener, sweetener, and stabilizer. I, I'd I'd say it's a little bit of a bulking agent too, because it takes up some volume in the patty, and it and it stabilizes the whole system. And part of the reason why they're using a lot of different stabilizers is that. They can use them in a smaller amount by combining them.、Uh, so you can say you can say less than two percent of yes, and at the same of time of each of the following might, yes, and、uh, they might actually work better together. Right, right, right.、Uh-huh. Synergistic effect. Yes. Yeah.、Um, there's also yeast extract, probably for flavor. Salt,、mm-hmm. sunflower oil, vegetable glycerin, dried yeast. Gum arabic citrus extract.、Mm-hmm. So let's pause at、um, gum arabic, because、uh, mm-hmm. this is a, another gum stabilizer、uh, or thickener. In this case, right, right, to be used to stabilize this whole system. Because、mm-hmm. one of the、yeah. reason is that. It it it's a quite of a busy system going on that you have pure water,、mm-hmm. pure oil from canola, coconut, yeah, and you have proteins. They don't necessarily like、right. each other just as it as it is. So a lot、mm-hmm. of these stabilizers are used to making a at least a temporary harmonic system. Right, right, right. So, so it doesn't separate. It doesn't go too crazy. It remains consistent. Product、mm-hmm. consistency is important, and that makes a lot of sense. What you just said, because you know, I work briefly with pea protein in undergrad, and from what I remember, it was really hard to mix it into water, because、mm-hmm. unlike whey protein, whey protein I feel like is pretty hygroscopic. You mix it with water, it dissolves really nicely. But pea、mm-hmm. protein isolate, I always had trouble dissolving it. It seems like it's just very hydrophobic in nature. So the fact that the first water,、uh, first ingredient is water, and the second ingredient is pea protein isolate, you have you know two things that are kind of opposing each other. Right, or just not as easy as it to get into water. Because right, of right, a lot right, of right. this processing, that to get to the pea protein isolate. Because、mm-hmm. if you、mm-hmm. don't know, other than the oil, everything that we talked about is a powder, and uh, uh, well, of course, not water, but everything else, you're, you're starting with some kind of powder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and、uh, um, where we are, citric extract to protect citrus extract. Yes, citrus extract. Yes, contains a lot of vitamin C, ascorbic acid.、Mm-hmm. So it's、yep. a natural.、Uh, well, it actually has ascorbic acid for the next ingredient. Right, 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 right. And、uh, another kind、uh-huh. of secret vi- weapon that Beyond Meat has is this beet beet juice, right? Beet juice extract、right. for color for the iconic red 
uh, kind of. So the, it actually looks like meat. Yeah, the bleeding blood right. color. Yeah. And the ascorbic acid and citrus extract probably also keeps the pH at the level where the beet juice appears actually red. Exactly. Yes, because it's mostly anthocyanins. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And this um, is a, this also, is like another yeah. complexity on top of making a consistent patty, right? It needs to be both mm -hmm. consistent in texture and consistent in color. Right. Right. And uh -huh. especially if you're using you're not using synthetic coloring if you're using natural coloring like beet juice it's hard to keep it consistent batch to batch you mm -hmm. know in like as a as a company like you have to make sure that your raw ingredient coming in your beet juice extract like it has to fulfill like your standards they have to be consistent from batch to batch and then once you add it to your product you have to really maintain a good environment and a consistent environment so that color expresses it as itself right because it's a natural coloring it's yes. not as you know if you're using synthetic coloring it's more um it's more resistant to ph changes environmental changes etc mm -hmm. so and it's really challenging it's more challenging than it looks yes and full disclosure making color is very difficult and maintaining that color under different ph different heat stress is even harder mm -hmm. right so mm -hmm. that's a lot of these functional ingredients are creating the optimal environment for these, uh, the beet juice extract and uh, annatto. Annatto is, right. is, is actually a better, so annatto is what they've uh, colored, for example, cheddar cheese, give yeah, that yellowish. Yeah, like that orangey color. Yeah, orangey color. Uh, yeah. And um, that also requires a fair bit of uh, buffering using mm -hmm. different acids. There's also acetic acid and succinic acid Mm -hmm. in ingredients um yes that could be a little bit for flavor and uh, most also for uh stabilization of the color system mm -hmm, i'd say mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's another yep. black hole called modified starch oh yes how would you modify it's a, big category. a starch <laughs> right exactly there's so many mm -hmm. i feel like we learned this <laughs> from pam i don't know it could have been Caddy. someone else but like it was a caddy. Caddy, I think. There's chemically modified. Yes, um, you could you could physically so modify different and different modification of starch will give a lot of right um, functionalities to starch, and right. in this like case, en enzymatic hydrolysis, etc. Right. So in this case, we simply don't know how exactly the function is, but it could be to stabilize the system or to stabilize the water oil system or to stabilize the color or even to encapsulate some of these flavors or protect them mm -hmm. from getting destroyed by heat right 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 that's mm. a good point because that's what wait that's what nano encapsulation uses sometimes right modify modify food starch yes it can be is it yes um, yeah because it could be some kind of modified starch to encapsulate some of these flavors to protect it from uh getting heat destroyed because you do mm -hmm, put mm -hmm. the burger yeah. on a, on a pan or on a grill right. mm -hmm. so like ben said i feel like a lot of these were texture stabilizing or like you know and it's hard to say 
how each will behave exactly and how they work in conjunction with other ingredients. So I feel like a lot of time for food product developers, it's it's you just mix a bunch of these things together, try them in different ratios and see what works out best. Yes, definitely. That's part of the product development process. Right, right, right. Because food is so complex. It's very hard to just make a mathematical model that will tell you like, okay, if I add X amount of uh, A and then Y amount of Z, I'm going to get this texture or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's very hard to say. we're, We're working towards that direction. Yeah, I know there's, um, <laughs> I won't mention who, but I know that there are companies who are trying to sort of um, model it and make it possible. But currently, I think most food developers, that's the process that they work through. Yes, agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So should we compare it to the Impossible Burger? Uh, should we count how many ingredients are here? Oh, actually, yeah. 22 22 yes okay we can still count yes and that's quite a lot (laughs) um right Uh but you know i think a lot of people are probably wondering like how does beyond meat actually bleed actually bleed Mm -hmm. so like how it um how how juicy it is you mean no, no, it bleeds like real beef. Like, you know when you cook beef, mm-hmm. like a beef patty, like red juice kind of comes out. Yeah, 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 right. Right. So how well, does think, it happen? Well, I think because essentially if you're using beet juice, right, it's essentially dyeing the the water because beet juice mm-hmm. is, a, is a water-soluble colorant. Right, right, so right. So then, once you get heat, everything shrinks. Uh, you're denaturing the protein and adding more. Uh, so, so you know you're 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 cooking it, right? So by mm-hmm. cooking it, definitely there will be water comes out, and that water right. will give the it will be will be the red color because of the beet juice. Right, and beet juice has anthocyanins, which is water-soluble. Yes, exactly. So it'll come out with the water. Mm-hmm. Okay, I find that really interesting because that seems to be Beyond Meat way of making it bleed. But Impossible Foods is taking a different direction with making their meat bleed, which is using a, an ingredient called soy leg hemoglobin. Yes, uh, shall, right. we, shall we move on to their ingredient yeah. list? Let's move on to its ingredient list. Yes. So their current ingredient list is uh, consists first water, and mm-hmm. then it's soy protein concentrate. So in this so case, so it's concentrate, not isolate. It, yes, it's concentrate. It's probably cheaper to buy compared yeah. to isolate, but it, they work it out by using a concentrate. Mm-hmm. I also feel like soy protein is more understood at this point than pea protein. Yes, definitely. Pea protein has some, uh, you know, water holding capacity issues. There's some uh, yeah sensory bitterness issues. and astringency. Yeah, yeah some yes. beanie flavor associated with pea protein. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's a lot of R and D work then that Beyond Meat might have to do to get over that hump. But they, I seem to have done it successfully. Yes, and um, yeah. there are two types of fats 
coconut oil and sunflower oil. So similar to Beyond Meat, I guess,、mm-hmm. which also has coconut oil as a solid fat, and then、um, another oil, which is canola oil, which is liquid at room temperature. Yes.、Um, and then a fifth ingredient is natural flavors. Yes. So it's their gig of making plant taste like meat. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then two percent or less of oh, sorry, were you saying something? No. Oh.、Uh, okay. So potato protein. Potato protein, huh? What is that? That's quite interesting. I don't know either. I've never seen potato protein as an ingredient. It's not a lot in protein. Uh, like because yeah, potato. potato is mostly starch. There's only two percent protein in potatoes. Yeah. So、hmm. why why potato protein? Huh? That is really weird. I don't know. This、yeah. is the interesting part. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. can find out and let us know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.、Um, yeah. But I know metallocellulose. We know it's definitely not for it's. Definitely not a bulk ingredient because it's less than two percent of the total weight. Well, but then even so, it's two percent or less. But it it can still you know it can also contribute certain things to help bulk it up. Yeah, like you、mm-hmm. know, potato starch holds water and can help add onto the weight. But this is potato protein, so I'm not、yeah. sure what it does.、Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like there are ingredients added in small amounts that can help bulk it up through other interactions. Right,、um, definitely. And, and then metallocellulose. Yeah, we talk about this one.、Uh, yeast extracts. We talked about it. Cultured dextrose. Hmm. Cultured dextrose or fermented dextrose. And、um, I guess. Yeah. yeah. No, you wrote on the notes. I'm just reading off. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so it enhances flavor, even... but also extends、okay. shelf life. So it could become、oh. as a like like a naturally derived flavor enhancer. Right. In yeah,、ways. and a natural、uh, preservative. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And、um, there's also modified modified food starch. Mm-hmm.、Uh, and.、Uh, Secret weapon of、uh, soy-like hemoglobin, red、right. in color. Right. So this is hemoglobin. Right.、Mm-hmm. So like hemoglobin is the is it a protein in blood that makes it look red? Yes. Wait, is hemoglobin a protein? It is right because it's、yes. a globin. Yes, it's a globin. It's a protein. <laughs> so leg, <laughs> so leg hemoglobin essentially means hemoglobin, but from legumes. Um, so,、right. this、mm-hmm. is a naturally occurring protein. I mean, like hemo, it it it's a naturally occurring protein that is in animals and plants, and then it contains a molecule called heme,、mm-hmm. which contains iron, which I think is what helps give it that color that we love. Yes, yes, and、um, that is the that's a. Closer mechanism of producing a red pigment than、uh, mm-hmm. beet juice.、Mm-hmm. Then this is what Beyond Meat. Oh,、uh, sorry, this is what、um, Impossible Food is. Impossible、using. Burger.、Mm-hmm. Yep. 
And we have salt. Right. Salt is a great ingredient. It makes everything taste better. Brings out the flavor in everything. Yes. And soy protein and, isolate. Oh, soy protein isolate. Okay,、mm-hmm. so they use isolate in a smaller amount. Yeah, and I concentrate. I, th- I think it might be doing with something with the soy, like hemoglobin, that might、uh, needs require some.、Um, I'm not sure actually, because、uh, mm-hmm. I, I was thinking might、mm-hmm. be you need you need the bulk protein to interact with the、uh, like hemoglobin as a carrier. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, possible. Yeah, and then there are a bunch of vitamins,、uh, tocopherols,、right. vitamin E,、um, zinc, gluconate. Do you know what this is for? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me see. Zinc gluconate. But it seems like mixed tocopherols is a good source of.、Uh, it's a good antioxidant. Yes.、Right. Yes, it is. Um, zinc zinc gluconate is a medical drug. Oh, great! In in addition、Wait. to being a food additive, we are eating drugs. Oh yeah! Surprise, surprise! Zinc gluconate is a nutritional supplement that contains the zinc salt form of gluconic acid. So basically, it's a way to provide zinc for the body. So what does it do to? So the I mean the gluconate is a zinc holder. I don't know if it does anything nutritionally. I wonder if they have um. If on the label it says that you know this provides whatever percentage daily value of your zinc intake. Hmm. Maybe. But I don't know if there's any other. Um. Food additive purpose of adding this. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. This remain unsolved. Yes. If yes. you know, let us know. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. And there's also thiamine hydrochloride, basically vitamin B one.、Mm-hmm. Um. There's vitamin C. There's vitamin B six, B twelve, and B two. Yes. So all of these vitamins could be well. Vitamin B and vitamin C are antioxidants, right? And they are、uh, capable of preserving the food while pre-、uh, providing some of the nutrients. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Like, like,、um, yep. like you can hear. Right. This is a a lot of. It's a very busy. Uh, ingredient list, because what we went through with the commercial burger patty, hamburger、mm-hmm. patty made from beef, is、yeah. um, you don't have to put out these if you buy your own、um, ground beef and season. Yeah,、yourself. if you buy ground beef and make it at home, and that like you know if you make it at home, it's literally ground beef, salt, and maybe pepper. And、um, spices, or whatever yeah, spices. flavoring you put, and spices. Yes.、Um, but so Beyond Meat had twenty-two ingredients. Impossible Burger had twenty. Yes.、Um, so yeah. it, there's a lot that goes on to make these things look and taste like a burger. Yes. So、um, it is a praise, I think, in terms of the knowledge that we know about each functional ingredient and how to use them to. To to make something truly amazing, 
from purely plant-based ingredients to a meat-tasting burger. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if um, another consumer trend or has been a trend for a while is clean label and um, 20 ingredients, 20 plus ingredients doesn't look that good. Right, 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 right. It's not. It doesn't look clean if there's a lot of ingredients to people. Yes. I mean, I think that there is a value for adding each ingredient. As a food, as a food scientist, I appreciate that every ingredient has a function, or else they wouldn't add it in, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think to people who are seeking clean label, this is very confusing, and it it it, it kind of you know think about the demographic of people who are into plant-based alternatives. A lot of them are millennials who care about the environment and the planet. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, this is almost the same group of people who are pushing for clean label initiatives, right? Yes. So it's kind of, uh, it, it creates a little dichotomy here, right? Like which side mm-hmm. do you jump on? Uh, yeah. Because if, you, you know, another thing that I want to touch on is that um, you can cook delicious plants just by itself, mm-hmm. right? Just by mm-hmm. in the form of normal vegetables and um, legumes and and um, grains. So the reason of chasing a burger, chasing the meat meaty taste, is it really worthwhile, or is this just an intermediate step for us to get eventually there? Mhm. Mhm. Right. I think that's a really good thing to think about. Um like obviously if we want the number one solution for health and environment and less work and less labor, it's you know just cook a bag of beans <laughs> and eat right. it with rice, right? Mm-hmm. Beans and rice. People have been doing it for centuries, um thousands of years, but given our modern diet today and how we've you know, we're so accustomed to a lifestyle where we eat meat every day. Mm-hmm. You know, like my mom, when they were growing up, they probably ate meat like twice a week. Right. So, you know, given the world's burgeoning middle class, uh, especially in countries that didn't eat that much meat before, like China, etc., there is this consumer hunger for meat. And I think the fact that there are companies that can deliver, you know, meat tasting products not actually made from meat um, in a way that is sustainable. It feels like it's the right way to go Mm -hmm. from a sustainability standpoint. But I think that, you know, right now people are also wondering, is it healthier than regular beef? You know, what's the nutritional and health impact of eating Beyond Meat Patty versus like a real hamburger? Yes, that's exactly the current concern is after you know following some of these plant-based meat news is that um mm-hmm. sure you know with investors interest with uh consumer general preference uh, at least existing of these type of products you can uh, boost up the marketing and distribution to get these product into people's daily grocery store but the next step is how long it will sustain, right? Or the formality of it in, mm-hmm. you know, actually, to be honest, quite near future. Because this isn't... Right, right, right. This isn't something that has been that long. And um, really, some of these 
longevity of these foods are are, are questionable. Yeah. Yeah. It could be it could be a fad, right? Who knows、mm-hmm. what it will look like in five years? Yes. Although every everyone is jumping on the bandwagon right now. Yes, at least to not miss the market opportunity.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, in terms of food science and creating such products. It's not as difficult if you have this many tools、mm-hmm. to use, right? At least for the texture and color part. The flavor part is it, it, it's a black box for now, at least to the consumers、yeah. and even for food professionals like us. We、mm-hmm. don't exactly know what goes into a Beyond Burger in terms of giving the meaty flavor. Um, yeah. But, but it's definitely complicated, and it has a lot of to do with. Uh, you know, advancement in flavor chemistry, advancement in flavor delivery, and stability、mm-hmm. of these compounds,、uh, mm-hmm. which are purely merit in terms of advancing human knowledge, and、uh, but but in terms of you know long term use and how it really impact、uh, the environment or people helping people to adjust to a more plant based diet. Uh, we shall see. Right, right, right. right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what we're gonna touch more on in our next episode. I think today we've talked a lot about the technical details、um, about what goes into these burgers, and、mm-hmm. I think we still have a lot of thoughts to share and. You know, we also want to hear from our listeners and see what you are thinking about plant-based meat, in terms of、um, sort of like Ben said, the bigger picture: is this trend going to last?、Um, how does it actually affect sustainable movements?、Um, what are the consumer trends for it, etc. Right, and、um, you know, we're we're really at the beginning of something new. Uh, right, but it, it also is. I think it's worthwhile to debate or to discuss what essentially goes into these、um, these new innovations, and the cost、mm-hmm. of us being food scientists trying to work it through because of a new idea or new type of lifestyle, and at its expense of how to truly adjust. Right as we move forward.、Mm-hmm. And the future of food,、yeah. in this sense. Yep.、Mm-hmm. I mean, because think about it, food and agriculture has such a big impact on、um, sort of the health of our earth, right?、Mm-hmm. Be it overgrazing land, overuse of fertilizers, etc. Like, there's a lot of、uh, there's a lot of big steps that can happen in agriculture to help. Make our lifestyles more sustainable、um, to reduce our carbon footprint, etc. So I feel like it's a very good way to.、Uh, it's a good vehicle to start with, right? Yeah. You're talking about the bigger picture of sustainability.、Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we'll definitely touch more on it. Yeah, it will、so. keep us busy, and hopefully, this is um you know informative to all of our listeners. Yep. All right. So. Shall we finish this one here? Yeah, sure. Till next time. All right. Tune in. Bye. Bye.